Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Oh. Hey, guys. Uh, we are having to improvise today, I guess you can tell. And uh, mm-hmm. thank you for adjusting by going to our telephone lines. Um, I'll start you off with this from our Asher Wrecker Service Company live feed and feedback. This from the Daywalker in the Ozark Mountains. Daywalker says, Trey, in your humble opinion, with what you know at this point, who are your selections for the 2022 hog football season for the following? First, the offensive MVP. Number two, the defensive MVP. Number three, special teams MVP. That's only for you, not for Marcus Elliott. Number four, newcomer of the year MVP. Then finally, the assistant coach of the year MVP. You know, before Trey gets into that, Randy, Let's go back to the preseason magazines. So what you're doing is you're asking him to predict, not today who those people are, but who at the end of the year those people will be, correct? That is correct. How can you pick that at this time of year? Well, I'm, I'm asking newcomer on of the of year, Daywalker. Okay. Does newcomer right. of the year include anybody? Yeah, I would assume anybody, if they anybody are new to first the team. Year, first year yeah, of the team. Not played yeah. before. Right. Could be a red shirt, but first year of the team. Could be a fresh. Could be a transfer. Could be, be a transfer. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, it's not going to be too out there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but most people probably come up with a similar list. I'll go with KJ for offensive MVP, defensive MVP. I'll go with Jalen Catalan, special teams MVP. I'll go with Cam Little. Newcomer, that's a little harder, but I'll go with – I'm going to go with Drew Sanders, linebacker. And uh, if we did freshman – of the year, um, I would I would go with Isaiah Satania, and offense uh, assistant coach of the year. I'll go with Cody Kennedy. Wow, I agree with you. With well, the exception right of the defensive him, MVP, I would go with Bumper Pool. Hmm. Uh, newcomer of the year, I would go Isaiah Satania. What about uh, the receiver can... transfer? From You're going to go with Isaiah ahead of any of the transfers that are going to start. What about the guy from Oklahoma? You wouldn't put him first? Jalen uh, Hazelwood, Hazelwood yeah. Drew Sanders, Dwight McLaughlin, Latavius uh, Greeny. Wait you going a with a freshman above all those guys? Yes, I am. All right. Because I think he's going to have like a it. major role. Major role. I just wish he would have gone through spring so you could have had a full dose of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. I just have that much. And, and the assistant coach of so the So, Isaiah, you say, Randy, but just by saying that, you're saying Isaiah Satania is going to have better numbers than Jaden Hazelwood. Yes. Wow. Okay. Goodness. Are you yeah. talking about for the track team or for football? <laughs> ha, ha, ha. For the football team. Okay. Because he might do both. I think Satania is going to be great. I just yeah. don't know if it's going to be right away. Yeah. Well. I think he'll have an impact next year, but I don't know if it's if it's going to be the impact that Hazelwood's going to It's going to be have. right away. You just wait and see. Okay. 
Just wait and see. Write it down. Hold me to it. All right. Because I'd love for Hazelwood to start off with blazing guns, or I'd love to see uh, Trey Knox, which doesn't fall into those categories. Well, he would under the offensive MVP, but I'm just believing that, uh, uh, I mean, there there is a huge opportunity. Now, Trey, in, in all fairness, you've I think you've written this. I don't have it in front of me. But I think you have said, though, no one stepped up and took the challenge. Warren Thompson didn't. No one did. T.Q. Jackson, nobody stepped up. Keytron Jackson. So I'm going with Isaiah Satania. Okay, I want to ask you this then. What kind of numbers are you predicting for Isaiah? Catches and yards. I figure he will catch four balls a game, so that's 48, or he'll get the equivalency of four touches a game, so that's 48, and I think he's going to average close to 15, so that would be, what, 600 yards. So close to what close to what Traylon Burks did his sophomore wow. year is what well, you're expecting a, out of Satania yep. as, as a freshman. Yep. Goodness. All right. By the way, Traylon Burks had 29 catches, 475 yards, no touchdowns this freshman year. And well, see, guys, I would, me, I, I would can love I stop on the you a other second hand. Here? Randy, for Arkansas to have a really, really, really good team, win nine or ten games, which Trey's saying they could do, his pick needs to be the one because that means a defensive player is the newcomer of the year and Arkansas's defense is better. What do you think of that, Trey? I think there's some truth to that. I do think that they need to have a receiver also emerge as a go-to player. Um, I just I think Sanders is going to put up a lot of a lot of really stupid numbers this year. So I think I think you're going to. I mean, look at last year. You had you had uh, three linebackers that went 100 tackles. You had Grant Morgan. Um, Hayden Henry and and Bumper Pool, of course, they all had at least 100 tackles. So I, yeah. I think we could probably expect that Sanders would produce at least 100 tackles this year if he stays healthy. And then right behind him, I've got my defensive MVP with Jalen Catalan. I mean, let's not forget what Jalen Catalan did as a redshirt yeah. freshman. He was yeah. just a redshirt freshman. Yeah. I mean, he did something that no freshman in the SEC had done since 2007, and did it in 10 games against an SEC-only slate. And we got to see a little bit of him, you know, the first couple of games last year. He was dealing with a shoulder. Then he broke his hand against Texas A&M. But Jalen Catalan, I've even seen him as a projected first-rounder by, you know, on some mock drafts. So I'm going with Jalen Catalan as the defensive MVP, and then I'll go with a guy just in front of him and Drew Sanders as the newcomer. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a decent pick. I, I think that's a decent pick. Wow, that's a nice concession. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't talk. If you talked about Bumper Pool, said Bumper Pool is going to be the MVP. I said it'd been a great choice. Hmm. I expect Bumper Pool to also have a, yeah. a great season too. But you pick KJ. I mean, that's that's an obvious pick. If you're yeah, talking about yeah. at this point of the year, yeah, sure. As good as Pool maybe will be, if KJ's not good, forget the season, right? Right. If KJ. If KJ 
that's what I kind of, you know, that's what I said last year. If KJ wasn't good, then Arkansas wasn't going to be good. And I would expect the same thing to happen this year. No matter how good the defense is, they're going to run into some teams like, you know, that Ole Miss is going to, Ole Miss is just going to put up some points and they're going to have to have, you know, great defense, kind of similar to what they had uh, the last time Ole Miss came to Fayetteville if Arkansas's offense uh, doesn't get going, which I think they will. I think they, I just think they return too much. Four starters on the offensive line. Uh, I think it's going to end up being Takias Crawford, uh, left tackle, and if not him, then, you know, Luke Jones is plenty big, too, as Sam Pittman says. Uh, and then, you know, Trey Knox at tight end, probably going to be a bigger weapon than Blake Kern was. We'll see how the blocking and such comes along. Hopefully Hudson Henry will be able to uh, you stay healthy and, and contribute to that spot, too, because they need him. And you know, I like the running backs, too. So it's just a matter of finding that answer at wide receiver as a go-to guy, and I think it'll be Hazelwood. I think Keetron Jackson could surprise some people. I do think Isaiah will, will definitely have a role. I don't know if I'm ready to say he's going to have a bigger role than Jaden Hazelwood, but I think he'll definitely factor into the game plan. It may take a little bit, too, because he is arriving a little bit later. You know, Having said that, at the same time, I saw him at least one practice. I'm sure he was at more than one practice this spring, and uh, he's right down the road at Fayetteville High School. And um, you know, probably, probably a little bit more mature than than most freshmen, uh, given his parents' background. His dad was uh, a former head track coach at Texas, an assistant coach at Arkansas, uh, and his mother is a, you know, 1992 Olympian for Jamaica. So, uh, you know, he's got parents that have, have been there and done that, and that no question will help your maturity. You know, especially when you talk about how it translates to sports. Trey, I was thinking the other day, did we not spend at least several weeks following that Rice game saying that K.J. had a much better second half than he did the first half against Rice, that there were so many concerns about his accuracy, and uh, I can't remember all the other things that, that was questioned after that game against Rice about KJ, but uh, mm-hmm. boy, you again, you throw that out, that game out. He had a fa- well, he had a great season to begin with. Maybe it'd been fantastic if you just throw out that mm-hmm. first half against Rice. If you throw out the Rice game, he might have ended up having the uh, the record for high school oh, yeah. efficiency. He would have probably. Yeah. You're right. Um, yeah. It was a tough start. They were losing. Um, they were losing the game at halftime against Rice. And KJ didn't get off to a very good start throwing the ball, and then everything changed in the second half. And then we know what he did against Texas. I felt like he just kept getting better and better each game. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you, you, if you want to throw out one game, it would be the exception of the Georgia game. Uh, that was what some call a generational type of defense. It was a great defense on the road. That was just a, a perfect storm against Arkansas. Uh, they did not come ready to play. Georgia punched them in the mouth early. I just remember it was right down there, on the, right in front of the student section. Eleven o'clock came uh, when Arkansas gets its first possession. It was just that was that was a really tough environment, tough game, tough situation for Arkansas. But you throw out that one, I think that he just, in a lot of ways, just kept getting better and better and better, making better decisions, throwing the intermediate and short passes better, which you know he kind of struggled with early. And you saw that that uh, efficiency rating just. Week after week, just continuing ticking up, ticking up. At one point, he had 
he, you know, if the season had ended, at one point he had the record. And then uh, I think the bowl game took him down just a little bit. They didn't have Traylon Burks. They relied heavily on the run. As I mentioned yesterday, they ran for 353 yards, only passed for like 90 yards, um, but took care of business. And that's the main thing, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, if K.J. finds the right guy, go-to type of receiver, he feels confidence with the other targets that he has, uh, then, you know, he could he could beat his numbers from a year ago, even if he doesn't have a guy like Traylon Burks, who a lot of times made something out of nothing. Um, I think there are other guys on this team that can that can help them do that as well. So, gotta find gotta find some chemistry in the passing game. But uh, I think that he I think he can do it, and I think he can probably make some of those guys look a little bit better. Let's talk with uh, Steve. Steve, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I sure do. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Trey, I, I was looking at recruiting and, and looking at Colorado's uh, list there, and I noticed their top recruit is from Arkansas, C.J. Turner, linebacker, and and I was just one. Maybe I've talked about it before or not, but it, it didn't look like Arkansas recruited didn't offer, or, but. I was just wondering about him and where we stood, if uh, or you know, with him and uh, and so on. So go hard. That's what I got. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. <clears throat> no, Arkansas. Arkansas has not offered Turner. Um, he has been offered by Arkansas State, uh, but he has not been offered by Arkansas. For those who don't know, uh, he's out of Star City in the class of 2023. So uh, in the upcoming recruiting class, but he's he's. Rank the number four, three or four prospect in the state of Arkansas right now, but Arkansas hasn't offered him right now. Uh, let's see. We've answered that one. We answered that one. Okay. Um, I see we're about to be joined by the one and only Roger Scott. As soon as he gets. Oh, off. no. What's he gonna do? Uh, that's a great question. Gonna do something Trey. rotten, isn't he? No, he's gonna he's gonna suggest <laughs> that you could win a free car wash for a year. That's a that's no, a that's great deal. Rotten. Yeah, no, yeah, that's really that's good. Not rotten at all. I, I'm I'm just so happy, Trey, that you can be part of the Roger Scott Radio <laughs> Network. As we're joined by <laughs> Roger terrible. Scott, You're he likes to talk over people. So get ready. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. No, he can't talk over me. <laughs> Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, you have a question or comment for Trey Biddy? Yeah, I sure do. Hey, hey, hi, Trey. Trey. How are you, Trey Biddy? I'm doing fantastic, Mr. Roger Scott. Good. Good to talk to you. Big fan. Big fan over here. Fellas, let me tell you. There, you know what? I'm, I, I, you probably don't know it. I know the numbers proved it that ratings-wise a couple of uh, months ago. You guys are pretty popular because there's a ton of people, men and women, who have come by this location of Splash Car Wash on Congo Road in Benton, and they have picked up three car washes for a year. They have picked up a couple of car washes just for a day or two because they weren't fast enough on some of the annual ones. But here's what I'm going to do. I've got three oil changes. That's about a $100 value right there. I don't Hmm. care what part of Saline County you're in. It's a $100 value. You come and get these. You can use them at any splash car wash throughout the state. You can get one over there uh, uh, in Little Rock. Trey, Rick, they've got a couple up in your area, I believe. 
uh, we got to take care of you up there as well. If you yeah. come by this location, Splash Car Wash Up, Congo Road in Benton, I will give the next person that says, I like Trey Biddy too, because he's a daddy. Trey Biddy's a great dad. I see photos all the time. I stalk him on Facebook. I will give you an <laughs> annual car, car wash certificate. Wash your car every day for a year, multiple times, at any splash. If you come by and say you're a big fan of Trey Biddy on Drive Time Sports, I'll do that. And I've got some free oil changes to give away for you as well. It's just that simple, boys. The message boards right now are going crazy on <laughs> hogsports.com, saying how much they love Trey Biddy and especially how much they love Roger Scott. Uh, and oh, I don't, even want, I, don't, I don't even want to hear that. I don't even want to hear it. I don't know how much they love Trey Biddy. I just got off the message board myself saying that I love Trey Biddy. That's what I just did. <laughs> I'm part of that group. But, fellas, listen, if you don't come by here and get one of these, you can go to cleancarfast.com and check out all the great deals. Buy one, get one free uh, up until midnight on Saturday at Splash Car Washes. Take advantage of those deals. Uh, on uh, at cleancarfast.com, and I'll be here until 6 o'clock, and I'll call you one more time with another deal uh, here in about half an hour. Is that cool? Uh, thank you, Roger. You bet. Well, this is thank your radio you, network. That's what can right. I say to you? Oh, come. Listen, you can, listen, you just keep coming in the studio more than once a week, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll start doing better. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Roger. There's only one Roger Scott, thank That's goodness. True. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, I, I, Trey, I wouldn't check your message boards after all, uh, after Roger just signed off. Let's talk to Steve. Steve, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I do. Uh, I, went, I went to school and played football with uh, Kudis's dad in Memphis, and I was trying to see how he oh, yeah. was progressing. Yeah, so Patrick is, first of all, I really like Patrick Kudis. I think he's maybe maybe one of the more under, underestimated recruits in the class. He's about 6'6", 300, out of Christian Brothers in Memphis. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that could even possibly line up on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think that'll happen unless there was a necessity. Um, but I think he'll end up on offensive line. Uh, he didn't enroll early, so – wasn't able to watch him during spring drills, but he is on campus now and going through, I guess, week two of the eight-week uh, winter training or winter. No, it's not winter. Summer training cycle, and uh, yeah, I think he's got a lot of potential. I really do, and I'm not just saying that because you know his dad. I, I've been singing his praise for a while. He's actually, I, I think, uh, I can't remember. He was a four-star composite. I think he got bumped up to four-star composite. Uh, pretty close to the end of the rankings, but I know he was a four star on twenty four seven sports. Great. Is he, I guess he's probably about what third string, something like that at this point. Well, I mean, it's impossible to say, but probably, probably more like fourth, I would think, just coming in without you know having taken a single snap in in an actual practice. Although, gotcha. I think something that really helps the young guys now is they're they're allowed to work with those guys. Um, in the summer, the coaches are. It wasn't long ago they wasn't allowed at all. You couldn't work with – I mean, you couldn't even look at them. You know, it was just strength staff. But now uh, they can work with them, I believe, two hours total a week. So there's some benefit there in terms of speeding the youngsters along a little faster because if you don't enroll in spring, when fall camp starts traditionally, you jump right in. There's no, like – 
there's no like, hey, let's start from scratch and let's build our way through like they do in the spring and fall camp. It's it's get, hey, we got to get ready for the season and you can't keep up. You're just kind of left behind. Um, so there is some benefit for them to be able to work with them a couple hours a week during the summer to get them ready for fall camp. Gotcha. Appreciate the update. Y'all have, y'all have a good day. Thank you, Steve. I would think it's hard to put uh, on that ability to work with the coaches anymore. I mean, you're you're almost moving them, not quite from freshmen to sophomores. We often say as you get towards the end of the freshman season. Well, they're not freshmen anymore, but it certainly will help them going into camp uh, to have that time with Coach Kennedy. I assume that's who they're working with, Coach Kennedy. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. Thank you for being flexible and adjusting today as we are encountering or have encountered uh, some issues today, technically.